I think it's an, enough for me to not talk about. That's that's, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for the opening. <laughs> Please don't. You're a fan of those questions. What would you do if blah, 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 right? Um, sometimes, but in times past with you, it's always like, what would you do if everyone died or if you died? Like, it's always <laughs> terrible. So, okay. So let's see what you got. This is a would you rather uh, situation. Yeah, see, still not, still not great. Still, <laughs> still not, not great. good. Okay. Would you rather eat chocolate pudding that tastes like crap or crap that tastes like chocolate pudding? Chocolate pudding that tastes like crap. It, it, the, the, the one can give you like serious diseases. <laughs> the other one's going to suck. It, it, it really is, but it, <laughs> at least you're not going to die. There's, there's many diseases and stuff related to actual feces like let, let, let's just go on the assumption in this hypothetical that it is somehow disease free nope, still doesn't help it's actual poop <laughs> like yeah the other one is going to be super gaggy but like i imagine it's just some some sort of like flavoring or something right so it's what if there was a nutrient in in there in the you're changing, you're changing pudding. the rules here. No, okay, you got right, your answer. You're right, you're you got right, your answer. Right. Okay, what's okay. your answer? No, my answer is the same. Like I, I would definitely eat the pudding that tastes like crap. There's, there's no question. But it, it came to mind. I was talking to some friends, and it was, it was a kind of a heated topic, and I was surprised at the fact that somebody would willingly. Under duress, I guess, but willingly say, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat the crap that tastes like pudding because I I know what it is, but at least I can wolf it down because it has that sweet taste." And as he was describing it, it just made my stomach Turn go cool. inside out. Yeah, I was like, "Herc, <laughs> no, thank you." Yeah, guess well, I'm not as, inviting as cool as you over sounds. to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that there is something that you and I both agree on. Have you ever heard of 23andMe? Yeah, the, like, test your background and... Yeah, test your DNA, yeah. your ancestry and health traits, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Have you ever done it? No, I've, I've really wanted to do the... Because there's the ancestry one, and I, there's the, like, medical one. And the medical one, if I remember correctly, is, like, the more expensive version. And that's the one I'm interested in, so... <laughs> yeah, the... Um, the ancestry plus medical traits. I think that retails at two hundred, and it's on sale right now for like one seventy nine. But it's still, you know, it's still up there. Mm-hmm. Um, through means of uh, my YouTube channel and meeting some of the representatives from Twenty Three and Me, I actually got a chance to use that exact kit that you're looking for. Um, because, as you know, I'm adopted and. I have no idea uh, from a health standpoint, should I be worried about this, that, and the other? Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know who my actual biological family are, are you know? Right. And it, it was funny because um, in and around the time that my wife, or rather ex-wife, and I started um, having problems, I started going, not introvert, but like thinking about like, where I'm from and how far I've gone and went to this whole Mm -hmm. metaphysical thing, which I'm not going to get into, but it started down a path of actually trying to find out who my uh, biological family was. And of course I couldn't, 
for this, that, and the other reason. But 23andMe came along, and uh, long story short, I have cousins that live like 10 minutes away from me. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, they're like third to fifth cousins. Oh, you know, okay. they're like a, they're, they're a branch off of a great-great-great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. But by DNA standards are, they're still cousins. And I think that's like, it's hilarious because I could have been in the same room. I could have even talked to these people not knowing that we're related. Wow. And I was wondering, um, I know, you know, you know your family, uh, uh, but um, if you found out that you had more family than you were presented with at every family gathering and everything. Would you go out and like seek them out or would it be more like, Oh, that's cool. And then just move on. Well, it's funny. You should ask this last year, almost around the same time. I came to the realization that a manager at a local store here was, um, my second cousin. Oh, really? I had never, I had never met before, nothing, but, um, she recognized my last name and we got to talking and come to find out we were actually related and not terribly far apart either. Like she was at the same level, just down a different line. Yeah. So yeah, I (laughs) <laughs> would I seek them out? Probably not. Would they present themselves to me? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. And, um, of, of all places at work. Yep. I think it's, um, it, it definitely shows like in, in a real world sense, like how small this world can be. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately it doesn't necessarily bring everybody together <laughs> with that. I, I'm quite excited to see like how how this is all going to pan out because uh, with 23andMe, once you get everything said and done, there's actually a map that you can pull up, a map of the world. And for for those users of 23andMe, their profiles, if they allowed it, will populate on the map. And then you can zoom in and zoom out to different places. Mm-hmm. So I have people back in the Philippines. I finally know exactly where in the Philippines I'm from because if you don't know, there's over a thousand islands in the Philippines. So I know a, a better general region of where I'm from, and it's not where I was born. Um, and then, also, like I said, well, I have family here, but I also have family like on the on the East Coast and everything. And a lot of it has to do with um, um, naval families. A lot of Filipinos joined uh, joined the Navy mm-hmm. since Filipino heritage. Uh, we're we're really good uh, on boats. That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It uh, it. You know, I, I looked at it and uh, it it didn't necessarily make me feel like, you know, I'm finally part of a family that, it, you know, that uh, that I actually have connection to because yeah. I don't have any connection to these people. Right. And that's not how I, that works. Family is. And that's not how that works. Yeah, family but, isn't made that way. Right. And it doesn't give me a sense of identity um, and it doesn't give me a sense of uh, of. Um, belongingness necessarily but it does answer some questions and you know if i continue on the uh the casual conversations with these folks maybe i will find out who exactly my real mom and dad are 
because they themselves have not, at least in my lineage, nobody in my direct lineage have done 23andMe. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Like my dad, my adopt, uh, my adoptive dad, he didn't do 23andMe DNA testing. He actually did the Ancestry.com DNA testing, which came afterwards. Mm-hmm. And one can make arguments for either or, I guess. Um, but it's it's kind of like uh, just anything else that that starts getting traction. Like everyone is using this chat program. So we're going to create our own chat program that makes it better. And then there's that chat program war. Now there's the DNA test war between 23andMe, Ancestry.com. And I'm sure there's others out there too, (laughs) but um, there's no one, you know, repository where you can say, okay, we all have this data. Let's all make it freely available. They're not going to do that in, Unfortunately and, um, not. No, because it, it, it opens up a bunch of, you know, HIPAA compliance questions, um, as well as uh, just general privacy concerns. Right. Uh, but then also, I'm sure there's like secret sauce that each company has that doesn't want to divulge it to oh, either yeah, side. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. I'm happy that you got some really cool answers and I bet you got some really cool answers on the medical side of things. Like I said, that's kind of what I would be really interested in because I have a decent understanding of my lineage, I guess you'd mm-hmm. call it. Um, sure. Cause my family loved ancestry and stuff like that, which is awesome, but I'm more interested in the medical side of things of like, okay, what should I be worried about? I'm 27 right now. Should I be worried about anything else later on? Maybe. Yeah. I honestly hesitated uh, hovering over the health and traits tab on the website because I was I was kind of scared, you know. Um, oh, you I, might grow a prehensile tail. Well, you know, I could maybe use that to swing from house to house. That'd be kind of cool and I'd become a, like a cat burglar or something. But in reality, there's, you know, things like... Um, you know, late onset Alzheimer's or cystic fibrosis. I mean, those those are real things that I never thought about in my life. Would I have those? But when 23andMe came along and said, hey, we test for those. I'm like, oh, God, yes, please test for that. Because I don't know <laughs> if it's something that could be, you know, genetically passed through the family and I could possibly have it. And luckily for me, the variant is not detected. Now, when I click on what that means, the variant is not detected, it says, you do not have the E4 variant we tested, so it's it's likely that you will not get it, but mm. uh, this does not include all possible variants and genes right. that are assist, uh, associated with late-onset Alzheimer's. So it's like, yeah, you don't have it, but you also don't don't have it. It's, well, it's like you don't have version A. By the way, there is twenty three versions. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like wait, so I could have one of the others. Like, yes, but it's a small percentage. Like, oh, okay. Can you test the others? Uh, no, that's we don't. a lot of money, Michael. and I no. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, like. Um, 23me and Ancestry.com, like to have this DIY D- uh, DNA test, it's awesome, but it is a, a very expensive thing to do. And for us to only pay a one-time cost of 200 or whatever dollars, you know, 
that that is relatively inexpensive to how much it would actually cost to get every single thing tested. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a very high level, you know, uh, DNA test, genetics, and health and trade test. If you are concerned, uh, because maybe you do have family that you're aware of, and there is a you know pattern that you're finding out, and for uh, of something you know whether it be Alzheimer's or or, or something else, mm-hmm. and your trait does not populate that you would ha- uh, that your variant does not populate that you would have it, but you're still scared. Yeah, I, I would go see a doctor. Yeah, and maybe you could bring this to a doctor, to an actual health profession, and say, "Hi, can you help? <laughs> this is what I'm looking for. Can you test for this? How much would that cost, and is it covered?" Yeah, but testing for every little thing—I mean, that's got to be just stupid expensive. Yeah, and also, I mean, to a layman, to a majority of laymen's like you and I, when it comes to medical stuff, I mean, you're lucky that you have a wife that understands. Um, most of it, but, um, for me, like I, I was looking over, uh, some of the like genetic markers that they were testing and I would highlight it and then do like a a Google or Bing search to see what it actually is. (laughs) Like, I don't know what that is, but yeah, I'm going to keep on taking a look at this every so often. Uh, I'll get notified and updated if other family members, you know, uh, uh, connect on, on 23andMe and, uh, Maybe I will find uh, somebody that's a lot closer in familial sense to uh, find out what the F happened <laughs> back in the Philippines. Why, why was I giving up? Who, or not. Who knows? Could be exciting. So with Christmas just around the corner, about a week away from when we're recording, got any fun plans? Uh, well, Christmas, um, we are going to, before Christmas, we're going to go visit Santa. Um, he is going to be in town, um, for a, uh, for a mall visit. So we're going to go hang out with him, have my daughter tell him what, what she wants, and then we'll figure it out from there. Um, as for the actual day of Christmas, I, I know that, uh, my daughter and I are going to go hang out with my girlfriend, um, up in at her mom's place but uh yeah i don't know exactly what the plan is the last time last christmas uh was very i wouldn't call it awkward but it was very new because uh, my girlfriend and i just started going out i very barely knew her mother i barely knew her brother and and even her son and we're sitting in her brother's apartment which is covered in cat hair and you know I am allergic to cats, like deathly oh allergic to cats. So I was like sneezing up a storm and uh, it was it was just not the best first kind of impression I wanted to lead. But obviously we've we've um, we've gotten over it. Yeah, I don't know if we have any like major plans. What mm-hmm. about you? Um, well, we had our game night uh, last night. It's kind of like a <laughs> annual tradition as of the last like two years where we all get together and we do, I wouldn't call them festive games, but just 
kind of fest. I don't know. We just play really random games like left, right, center and left, right, center. What's that? It's a game where let's say you have like a uh, three quarters and you roll three die and uh, you either keep the quarters, hand them off to the left, hand them off to the right or keep or uh, put them in the center. Eventually some of the, after rolling so many times, eventually only one person has uh, quarters left and they keep the pot. Oh, okay. Yeah. But just, like fun. just fun games like that. Yeah. Have you ever played um, Werewolf or uh, Murder? Werewolf or Murder? Nope. Never heard of either of those. They're kind of like role-playing games. Um, uh, Basically, it's a group of people, and uh, there's a deck of cards, and um, you pull a card, and each, uh, each face of the card... Or uh, will you know, represent something. So if you're if you pull the jack, that means you're the doctor. If you pull the the ace, that means you're the werewolf, and so on and so forth. And um, essentially, as a as a group, uh, the were uh, the werewolf will with everybody's eyes closed. The werewolf will choose who they want to kill, and then everyone will open up their eyes, and then like the hunter will decide. Okay, I think Quentin is the werewolf. And in reality, you're not. You're actually, you know, just some uh, vi- villager. And you have to contest why you should not be killed. And somebody can, like, save you on your behalf and say, yeah, I don't think Quentin is. And they can make up a whole backstory. Like, my son was making up a whole backstory. Like, I saw Quentin over by the farm when, when Julie was killed. So there's no way that he could be the, 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 the werewolf. And it... It kind of becomes like a. It's it's not a um, live action role play. Yeah, it's not quite live action role play because you're really just sitting around a table or whatever. But it really gets the creative juices flowing. But then it also really shows like where the friendly alliances are. Right. You know. So it's 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 quite fun. It definitely is quite no, fun. I think especially I actually played that years and years ago. I I played that because I remember the whole uh, close your eyes while someone yeah. gets killed thing. That sounds LARPing. super familiar. That's what it, yeah, LARP, I was looking for the word LARPing. Live yeah, action role play. Live action role play. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean I I'm completely butchering. If you're listening to this and you're like, no, Tony, you're completely wrong as to what everybody represents in the deck of cards. I know. <laughs> I I have played it once. I've watched it many a, a number of times, and it was it was fun to watch. Um, and I wasn't even drunk, but I can't imagine with a little bit of uh, imbibement of alcohol, it, it could be a lot more fun. But um, there is one thing that my girlfriend wants to do, and I have not yet ever done it in my life, and that is actually going out to do caroling, like from house to house. Is that? Okay, genuine question. Is that yes. still a thing? Not really, but that's the one thing I really love about her um is that she doesn't necessarily like stick to the normative uh types of I guess celebratory events. Okay. Uh, you know, she wants to have fun. And while it's definitely fun to have friends over and, you know, drink and talk and, you know, maybe play a few board games or things like werewolf. Um, that's another thing that she introduced to me actually. Okay. Uh, you know, when it comes to the Christmas season, she likes to go all out if she can. And, um, 
I, for many, many years, was very introverted. Like, I did not care one bit about the Christmas season. And Mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with my home life, nothing to do with that. It was just not for me. It was more for the kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whatever. Like, I'm spending three times as much money that I would normally spend. And I I, I looked at it that way instead of, you know, the more happy-go-lucky angle, if you will. Mm -hmm. But she said yeah let's uh, that she wanted to do caroling she actually did caroling with friends and family back in high school and she missed it she wants to do it again and it's you know it's fun if if somebody's drunk and and i'm like okay i can be that guy but unfortunately she's a little under the weather so i'm hoping that by the time that uh her caroling plan goes into effect that she's she's much better uh to be able to walk around in the cold and sing but luckily, we, we live here in NorCal where it doesn't snow like you. So worst case scenario, it'll just be really cold. I don't think it's going to rain. But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Well, cold to you and cold to me are two different things. Cold to you is like 30 degrees. Cold over here is like zero. Okay. Well, cold to me is like 50. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm not I'm not used to it. And, and my body... My my body is very sensitive. I'm a sensitive body man. Well, you are from you. California. Yeah. Well, I mean, I lived in Europe you too, got right? Them so sensitive you have to take, types. You have to take that into account, though. Like, I lived in Europe, so I know what cold can be. Like, I I don't. I've never lived through a snowstorm like like you had, but in Belgium and in England, like it snowed and it got bad, and. I, I definitely remember mornings and even like afternoons where it I, I just did not want to go outside because it was just way too way too cold and I honestly like when it gets to that level I don't get the the cheery eyed you know young vibrant excited let's go have a snowball mm-hmm. uh, mindset I I get really like not sullen but I get uh, a little aggravated. I don't like that feeling. The seasonal affective disorder? Is that what that is? I mean, if you're getting down when it gets all nasty weather, that yeah, that's seasonal affective disorder. I don't think it affects like every aspect, but I'm just, if it's no, cold. It's like a little bit more of a lack of motivation. It's, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's, a, if, if that's the clinical term, then that's me. Yeah, seasonal affective disorder. A lot of people get it. Uh, easy, an easy fix is a happy light. What's a happy light? It's a uh, like a UV light that kind of mimics the sun. You sit in front of it for like 10, 30 minutes, depending on like the model you get. Uh, and yeah, it helps with that because the thing is, is that you're the reason it's happening is you have a lack of sunlight. You're no longer wearing short sleeves. You're not outside as much. Um, so your body isn't processing vitamin D. And so you sit in front of this for like 10 minutes or so each day and it'll help a lot. Well, I will look into that because there are definitely have been times where I've been locked up here at the studio and I'm working. Like I'm not just sitting here on the bed, you know, watching Netflix or something. I'm actually working, but I will get very lethargic and, I don't get a lot of sunlight in here, so this this might be something uh, that could help out. So happy light! Oh, it's on Amazon. Look at yeah, that! It's like twenty bucks. I can save six dollars with this coupon.
How are you doing on your Star Wars hiatus? Fine. Uh, I mean, I had like a week ago, two people that were starting to talk about the trailer that I haven't mm. watched and they were about to have an in-depth conversation about the trailer. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. no, thank you. <laughs> um, Did you have to like literally excuse yourself, like physically, like leave the room or was this in like a group chat? It, it was, it was in person. It was, I just okay. said, Hey, I, I, I have elected not to watch this trailer. And they're like, Oh, no big deal. Uh, you, we won't, we won't talk about it. Then we'll wait until you're gone. And that was kind of the end of it. I'm kind of glad that people are accepting of individuals like yourself and I, who've elected to try going completely cold Turkey with this new movie. Now I have to rewatch uh The Last Jedi because I honestly forget a lot of it. Like I know the main parts. I remember the beginning. There was that kind of funny moment um where, you know talking to the uh um Imperials like over the intercom. Um and then at the end when something happens to Luke. No spoilers. It's been a year. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen The Last Jedi, you might want to pause. But anyways, like um, I also um, was talking to somebody who is a fairly avid movie buff. And we were talking about trailers of new movies that we have seen. Um, and like I told him, I'm really excited to see Top Gun Maverick. And actually just a couple of days ago, there was a another trailer for Top Gun Maverick that just came out. So uh, I'm very, I'm super, super hyped for that. But then, of course, Star Wars came up and I had to go, bub, bub, bub. I, I haven't even seen the trailer. He's like, yeah, but you've seen the memes. Like, I haven't even seen the memes. Like, how do you avoid the memes like this? You turn <laughs> you off know, YouTube you know, or you rather know you turn really... on Facebook. You don't go on Reddit. You don't go on on on, on Twitter. And and honestly, like if, if for me, like if for the Star Wars uh uh, Instagram pages that I follow, I just scroll past them super quickly. And honestly, yeah. you know what's what's really been helping with that is Baby Yoda, because so many people oh, are obsessed true. with Baby Yoda. Uh, I feel like the movie trailer has kind of gotten forgotten about. And I'm, Can we I'm, talk I'm about this for a second, that. though. I mean, are you talking like a Star Wars lore, like in terms of where they where Baby Yoda comes from and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So I'm only on episode two of The Mandalorian. Okay. Which spoilers for Mandalorian, if you uh, care, just in case. Um, I, uh, I don't know if they explain if that is actually Yoda or not. But the official name of it is The Child. Right. Okay. Because I thought Yoda is like over a thousand years old. Correct. So is he a baby for like 200 years and then he grows up to be that Yoda guy? Well, the baby's only 50, right? Huh? The baby is only 50. The baby's only 50? So uh, I'm asking, do they explain more of it if I continue watching the series? No, there's, there's... Lots of questions, because the thing is, is that the species, we don't even know what the species is called. We've sure. only ever seen one other uh, of that species, and his right. name was Yaddle, and he was on Yaddle. the... I uh, hated that name. <laughs> I mean, it's not the greatest name, but uh, he was on like the Jedi Council, so we right. don't know 
much of anything. We're just kind of like, okay, there's a baby and he's the same species as Yoda. And that's and why he's dressed in the same garb as Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we've really got is there have been some really great memes of him though. Well, yeah, but Um, that's the thing is nobody's going to call him the child and no one's going to call him by like the species name because we don't have that information. So you're going to get just baby Yoda. I understand like it's not actually Yoda. I think most people understand that concept. See, I don't think they do though. I know the star Wars fans do. I well, think see, most that's all that people, really matters. Like most people, if the, by the time you ask the question, wait, didn't Yoda die? Uh, like when you start asking those questions, you've already gone deep enough that you should realize like, no, this isn't actually baby Yoda. Or you should at least be able to ask someone like, Hey, wait a second. This isn't Yoda. There's that's not possible. And someone will be like, Hey friend, here's what's going on. Hmm. Like, I feel like this is a self-contained kind of fixes itself once you get to that point. But anyone who's not at that point isn't going to care. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I just, I don't think it's going to be the biggest concern. Honestly, most people are going to find, figure it out. When, when is the Mandalorian timeline supposed to be taking place? Um, like, like it's after question. one, it's, two, three. It, well, it's after four, five, six. Because the Empire's fallen, right? Uh, but that's all the information we have. It's after so, four, five, six. So, well, yeah, because in the first episode, they established the Empire's fallen. Okay, maybe I need to rewatch it all because um, from the beginning again, because I just kind of went in there and um, uh, I I was half paying attention, half not. Um, and the problem with the Mandalorian. Because there's been so much hype, I internally hype myself up to be like, this is going to be the best TV show that's not on TV ever. And instead of like really diving into the show, I was really just kind of flying on this hype train that I created for myself, which is stupid. It's a damn but, shame. Well, yeah, so now I got to rewatch one, two, and then, you know, move on from there. I mean, so, so is that Boba Fett or not? So, because, does that mean he escaped the Sarlacc pit if this is after six? Well, okay, uh, it doesn't mean it's Boba Fett. Okay. Like, there's no confirmation on who the Mandalorian is. There, there is, is no just... confirmation. I mean, he has a completely different ship, too, so it's right. not Slave One. Okay. Right. All right. No, the only the only information that we have that is like uh, accurate is at the in the first episode you see some really messed up stormtroopers, and if you look at their helmets, that that helmet is the like original. That's the stormtrooper helmet. That's that's during the Rebel Alliance and stuff like that. Right. They're talking about how the Empire fell. Right. And so that tells you, okay, so the Empire's fallen. It doesn't seem like the New Order has been established. I mean, obviously, that's kind of guessing. Sure, sure. as far as we can tell, the Empire is currently down. I mean, this is kind of getting into the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe with, like, the TV shows and how all those line up, if they line up at all. And um, some of it can be uh, quite entertaining. Uh, there's one. There's a few episodes of of that one show, the Marvel show on ABC. Uh, I think it was Agents of Shield. 
that lined up with the movie releases. So if you watched it in like on time, the night of release, and then you watch the episode of the show like the day after or whatever, it completely made sense. But if you never saw the movie, the actual episode was like, wait, where did these aliens come from? Like it just kind of comes out of nowhere. So I'm wondering if this show will do anything with uh, with the actual cinematic movies for Star Wars if they create more like Star Wars stories. I mean, if we watch in, up in years timeline. past, it it has like all the Clone Wars stuff, the Rebel stuff. It all ties together. It's not they uh, tied together, but it wasn't like they tied together in the actual like IRL timeline. Like you didn't watch an episode of Clone Wars and then you go to the movie theater to watch a movie. And then the next week, another episode of the Clone Wars carried on with the like w- with a little bit of plot from the movie. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. The, they did that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I thought that was really, like, I thought that was very interesting. It was uh, it, it was cool to kind of tie those two worlds together from the t- televised world to the, uh, to the, you know, cinematic, like, silver screen world. And it just made the whole idea of what's happening in this universe bigger than it, than it is. Um, right. And a lot more intricate, but it also opened up a lot more like loopholes, you know, like something would happen in the series, but that same exact thing couldn't happen in the movie because this, that and the other reason. But the series showrunner had no problem doing it. So it was it, 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 it was mm. funny. It was fine. Not a big deal. Just one of those things. Yeah, I don't see having it tied in at all, but I do foresee it having some like nods for sure. What do you want for Christmas? I don't really have anything of major want. I mean, it would be nice to get LED lights to use for my videos. It would be nice to have a house that has already paid down the deposit in first and last month's rent so we can just move in in January. That'd be nice from some very nice benefactor. I know you're out there. <laughs> Somebody, Somebody's out there. But in terms of like a, you know, Christmas morning, open up present, I've wanted this for a long time. I can't think of anything like, you know, someone bought me a video game like, oh, cool. Another game for me to for me to play. Yeah, I I honestly don't have anything like there were there were years where I wanted a drone. Does that still hold true? A drone? No, no, really? No, I have no use for it. Like it would be fun. You know, but I would maybe use it like once or twice and then like, I don't know, it might get the creative juices flowing like for overhead shots and, you know, kind of uh, okay, landscape so shots and things drone. like that. Huh? You're talking a drone that's based towards video. Yeah. What else would I be talking about? Like a, maybe a racing drone. Maybe you want to just fly around with a pair of those racing, like VR goggle-esque type thing and uh, play with your drone that way instead of like filming. The, I mean, re- the you, reason why you, I would, I, the I reason would why want I the would... same reason. Like I would use it for the exact same reason. I would get one for video purposes. I just wondered if maybe you were different. Now, the reason why I would stray away from the racing ones because it really is only fun if someone else is doing it. And none of my, like, 
immediate, physically immediate friends here are into that sort of thing. And so then if I wanted to go race somebody, I would have to join like a drone racing, like, you know, club or something like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure I would have a lot of fun with it and everything. But, you know, just just the idea of joining a club, meeting a bunch of new people and, you know, not trying to size anybody up and just trying to have fun but not trying to, you know, get my feet into the drama that always happens when there's a club or a group of people. I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would like to be a, the solitary drone user. Um, a lot of my drone aspirations stem from what I've seen on YouTube with a lot of other vloggers mm-hmm. that have incorporated drone shots into their daily or weekly vlogs and things of that nature. Okay. Like, oh, that would be so cool to do a drone shot over here and do a drone shot over there if mm-hmm. the FAA allows it and this and that and the other thing. But the more and more I think about it, I'm like, eh, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> nope. I want an electric skateboard for a little bit. Not a not a hoverboard, just an electric skateboard with four mm-hmm. wheels and. But again, over here where I live, there's there's nowhere I would skate. Like I would mm-hmm. have no use for it. I don't play Pokemon Go anymore. That's that's the only time it w- it would have been useful for me, to get mileage and to go catch them all. So yeah, I'm boring. I have no no uh, one thing that I really want for Christmas. But I mean, I feel like the LEDs kind of count. Yeah, I guess. Like it's, LEDs it and then new mics be, for you, know, you and I, so when we record in person, but that's uh, that's less of a gift and more of a, I guess a business necessity. <laughs> and that's what I was I was telling my my daughter last night. She asked me like, "Am I getting any gifts for Christmas?" I said, "Oh, probably not." She's like, "Why not?" Like, "Oh, when you get to my age, you don't really get gifts." No, no, <laughs> when you get to my age and you get you just kids. Go, I've been terrible this year. <laughs> Santa's yeah. really mad at me. Like he's coming to me personally to visit me and talk to me about my behavior. Well, no, that's when I introduce her to Krampus. Oh, geez. Santa Claus is skipping my house and sending Krampus my way. <laughs> but Santa's still visiting me, right? Nope, guilty by association. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what about you? What do you want? Uh, you remember back in CES 2017, the one you and I went to. Yeah, um, of course. There was the what are they called? The nano leaf. Oh yeah. Oh, you want those? Those LED uh, like hexagonal light panels? Yeah. 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 If I could find a way to get one of those, I'd be all over it. Yeah, like I, I was actually considering that as well too because uh, I got an, e- an an email from them regarding um, Black Friday sale. And their Black Friday sale was like $20 off. I'm like, oh, that's not a sale. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a sale. It's just not much. <laughs> I I think that would be my, if it was a, a want, like, you know, what is something that you want in your Christmas list that isn't like anything important and, you know, something just for fun, like Christmas is. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be those lights. Those, sure. Those things. Ever since we saw them that first year, I've always been impressed by them. Yeah, the the problem with me is uh, I'm moving, or I'm hoping to move, so I I don't know what my new place is going to look like. Uh, But I do have the same kind of want. Um, And especially now that it can be incorporated into, like, 
Siri commands and you know Google Assistant commands and things of that nature. Um, I would love for it to just be a part of one of my scenes, and also mm-hmm. be a nice backdrop for my, for my review videos. Um, but you know, every freaking YouTube tech review video uses I them. I think so those things are cool enough and customizable enough. Even if like okay, a hundred other YouTubers have them. You shouldn't feel bad about having them, and also right, like, you shouldn't but, care what other people are doing. You should care what you're doing. No, you're 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 not wrong. Like the the thing that the, the, a lot of people don't realize is that my desk is not just a desk; it's a set, right? So, in addition to just making it clean, because I like a clean desk, it needs to be clean. It needs to look cool. It needs to look different because the desk and the surrounding area are going to be on video. And it's got to be kind of eye-catching. And you're right. Even if every other YouTuber uses the same kind of system, if my Nanoleaf creation is unique in its own way, whether it be the configuration or colors or both, then, you know, yay me. But um, I've seen a couple of, I want to call them wannabes or or not necessarily clones, but other Nanoleaf-esque kind of light design companies that are out there that have a modular sort of design to it. And I've I've been thinking about uh, inquiring, uh, either testing them directly from the company or, you know, buying them and and seeing if it's something that that I would enjoy. But yeah, again, it's, it's something that because I realize how expensive it is and the more configuration and more customization I want, the more and more expensive it will become. Right. It then becomes less of an opportunity for me to like really enjoy it because, you know, I'm like, ah, I could have bought this. I could have bought something else for my kids. Like that's when you become a parent, the things that you want are less and less of uh, of a uh, you know something that you focus on at least if if you become a quote unquote good parent like you you want to you come into some money you don't buy Nano Leaf you buy new clothes for the kids right. <laughs> like that's it that's that's what you do or if they're right. good you you buy them a I don't know Yu Gi Oh card something something nice but <laughs> but only if there's money left over for you when everything is said and done and you're not going to be you know, living paycheck to paycheck. You got that extra little rainy day fund. If it's enough for a nano leaf, then yes, fine, go ahead, buy it. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you want to take care of your kids, and that's that's a good thing. And nice flex on being a a, a good parent. Uh, <laughs> I I think the other thing to remember though is like Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was your set. Like you don't need to buy a hundred different things. Like you look at like my desk and probably your desk as well. Like all the stuff that's there wasn't acquired in one giant purchase. You probably added to it slowly, slowly, slowly. So I wouldn't worry too much about like getting it all at once and getting it quickly and spending too much money. I'd say start small. All right, guys, thanks a lot for listening. Quentin, as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, obviously next week we are off, uh, because of a couple of reasons, mainly it's going to be Christmas. And I'm very excited just for the fact that it's Christmas and there's Christmas cookies. And we've talked in the past podcast. I love those Christmas cookies. There you go. But in the meantime, how can people follow you? On Instagram and Xbox at Firewall. 
You can find me at those same places under Lazy Tech Tony. We're on Instagram under Still Recording. We're also on Reddit. All these links can be found in the podcast description. Uh, it would really help us as well if you can leave a review on iTunes. It helps us figure out if we're talking about things that you enjoy and also gives us a little bit more visibility for people that haven't listened to the podcast at all. Um, thanks so much to the sponsors. And uh, we will have one more episode before the year's end. So we'll do our New Year's resolutions then. But uh, until then, guys, y'all take care and we'll see you in the next one. Bye bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>